0: Catherine. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. I have you on speakerphone. Oh, okay. Because I wanted to hear from you directly, without any prompt, how you liked your purple bed mattress.
1: I love it. It is extraordinary. Alfred asked me today, How would I compare it? And I would say it's the best mattress I've ever slept on.
0: Every mattress you've ever had, the purple mattress is the best one.
1: The Purple Mattress is the best out of all of the mattresses that I've ever slept on. Uh, I don't necessarily mean that I own that mattress that I slept on because I could have been in like a hotel oh. or whatever. But out of all of the mattresses that I have slept on.
0: This wow. Is the best That's huge to say. What makes it better?
1: It's just it feels better. It it gives with your body without losing its firmness and I think the construction is just really good. It's just a great experience.
0: And do you have the uh, the duvet and the sheets and and the pillows on it now? Are you using a mixture?
1: No, right now I have on the purple mattress, the purple pillows, the purple mattress cover, the sheets, and the duvet.
0: Mm, Okay, and you're saying this is better than any hotel bed or anything you've tried i have got to try this
1: and as you know we've been in some extraordinary hotels that's right i mean we've been in hotels where their brag is do you want to buy the bed that you slept in because you know it was and they have been comfortable but i still say that this is better
0: okay if you had to describe sleeping on this bed in just one sentence or so what would you say
1: i think i'd say what i said before which was that it was uh like, sleeping on a cloud, I don't know what a cloud feels like, but that's what I would imagine
2: <laughs> i like on.
1: And at the same time, speaking about the duvet, I don't remember why, but at some point I wanted this down comforter, and I, I wanted it for a while, and I don't know if I ever got it or not, but I know that putting this on last night, it was wonderful. It gives you some type of ventilation. It doesn't make you hot it sort of allows the air to just flow, so it's, it's you don't feel like you're being suffocated or cramped in, and it just feels like it's just something on top of you. My name is Earlene Butler-Sims, I'm Arlen Hamilton's mother, and I am a now and forever Purple customer.
0: I mean, I told y'all, <laughs> my, mom, my mom loves this company, okay? purple.com slash Arlen that's A-R-L-A-N you have to check it out they have some new items up it's not all just bedding anymore you're going to want to check it out purple.com slash Arlen you know I love me some purple now I'm partnered with purple we're going to keep up with with Mrs. Sims and uh, keep up with what she's into she gives it to us straight, you know she does, you know how my mom is she's going to give it to us straight And uh, she is loving, loving her purple gear. All right, check it out. I'm Arlen Hamilton, and this is Your First Million. I'm a venture capitalist. I started my fund, backstage capital from the ground up while I was on food stamps. I have now invested in more than 100 companies led by women, people of color, and LGBT founders. After having raised more than $10 million, people often ask me how I did it. I created this podcast so I could tell you my story and so that together we could go on a journey and speak with some of the most successful people in the world from all backgrounds and walks of life to learn how they got their first million. And who knows, maybe I'll reach my first million in personal capital while I'm recording this series. There's only one way to find out. Let's go. Welcome to your first million. This is Arlen. Hey, we're back. You know, we, we never left. So and <laughs> I say we, I mean you and I, I mean uh, all of us, we are here, here, here. Today's episode whoa whoa just recorded it man tanya from goal setter it's an app that teaches uh financial literacy to children with all sorts of backgrounds it is amazing it's something different on this podcast because tanya hasn't made her first million yet but she's she's about to lap us all man um I have her on the show today for a couple of reasons. One reason is that I have been, it's been asked of me if I can have more and more people on the show who haven't reached their one million yet, but are on their way. And of course I can. I mean, that makes all the sense in the world to me. The second reason is she has a new initiative that includes a million people doing something. And I wanted you to know about it. So listen in. You're gonna want to take notes here. You're gonna wanna listen in, get comfortable with this one. It's a pretty quick interview compared to what I do normally, but we just we took care of it, you know. We took care of what we needed to. I'll also say that I'm very happy that the very first deal we've done at BackstageCrowd.com, my new investment syndicate with Backstage Capital. It's just been such a freaking awesome ride. (laughs) It's been so much fun. We had two non-accredited offerings the past couple of weeks with uh, fleeting and on republic.co and needle n e d l on wefunder those were where anybody can invest if you'd like and then we had our first accredited only version and it's just been it's just been wonderful working with you all i know some people who listen to the podcast are also in the syndicate I want to say what's up um, especially it, those of you who are on this current Deal with us. I mean, cool. How cool is this? All right, all right. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I know I can go on and on about it. And I need y'all to listen to this episode this this interview. It kind of gave me even more wings. You know what I mean? Like I'm always hype, and I'm all no matter how I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm always just like raring to go when it comes to catalyzing and uh, working towards equity and all of that. But this one gave me even more because I, I think it's because we were talking about children. A lot. We were talking about this next generation, the one after that. And it made me made me feel very optimistic and very hopeful. So I won't say much more. I'll let you hear it yourself. And uh appreciate you as always. You are one of our portfolio. Companies, you're the head of one of our portfolio companies, We call them headliners. So, you've been a headliner for a while, and you are now working on a new initiative that has something to do with a million of something. So, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you do and what the new initiative is?
2: Thank you. I'm happy to. So, my company is Goal Setter. Goal Setter is a savings, financial literacy, and soon smart spending app the entire family. We essentially are delivering a service to families where whether you are in the cradle or you are ready to graduate from high school, so we say from cradle to graduation, we're teaching kids about saving, we are giving them their first savings account, and we're teaching them financial literacy principles in fun game-based ways. Uh, My background is that I came from Nickelodeon, and so my expertise is how do you make things fun and engaging for kids and at the same time educate them? And we know based on all of the conversations that we as a nation are having right now that economic mobility and financial literacy are core to closing the wealth gap for the African-American community. And so we believe, quite frankly, that our app is core to closing the wealth gap for African-American children. And you, you have that Nickelodeon background. What, what did you do at Nickelodeon? I ran preschool and parenting digital, so great brands like NickJr.com and Noggin.com that I'm sure so many of your users know about, um, those are my brands. And so uh, we developed content for the website, we developed apps, we developed content for the Xbox, um, anywhere where you saw a Nick Jr. or Noggin brand uh, in in a digital space, that's what my team was responsible for delivering on.
0: What was the... um impetus for this particular company i i I know of course about that it had a little bit to do with your with one of your children
2: so what was that story about sure so my daughter arlen was eight years old about to turn nine and she said mommy for my ninth birthday i really only want two things and i said great what's that because i had no idea what to get her right so many of our kids already have too much stuff and she said the only things I want are enough money to save for an investment account and a bike. And I thought, wow, I have an eight-year-old asking to save for an investment account on one hand and asking to save for a goal of some sort on the other hand. And if I can get every child in America to say that, I can change the world.
0: I saw a an uh, interview with you on television recently, and they were interviewing two Children as well. And they said that they really enjoyed it and um, uh, were having fun on it. What have you now seen now that you've been working on this for a few years? Is your thesis being played out the way you thought? What are you seeing and what may be a little bit different than what you thought it would be?
2: Arlen, let me tell you what was so interesting about uh, the interview that I think you're referencing that you saw. Uh, There's a a young lady named Sade. Sade is 12 years old. Sade has used Goal Setter for about nine months. And you didn't see this clip on camera because it was too long and so they cut it out. But the producer called me after she interviewed Sade and said, Tanya, I need to let you know about what Sade said because you need to understand that you're changing lives. I asked Sade, what do you love best about the Goal Setter app? And she didn't say, I love getting allowance. I love getting goal cards from my grandma. I love um, playing the quizzes. She didn't say any of those things. She said, the thing that I love most is that Goal Setter teaches me things about money that I never knew I should know. I thought money was just about saving and spending some. And now I know that it's about frugality and compound interest and the rule of 72. This is from the mouth of a 12-year-old. And so when you ask about my thesis and whether or not it's proving out, Arlen, I relate today back to my own daughter, Gabrielle, And in that moment when I said, if I can get every kid to say that they want to save for an investment account, I can change the world. That's what we're doing right now. We're getting kids from every background, every socioeconomic group to beg to play our quizzes and beg to get more financial literacy and excited about understanding these concepts that are going to change their lives when they grow up. Mm.
0: How many people are on the, on the platform or what you can speak to metrics wise.
2: Yeah. So we have over 10,000 people on the platform now. um, And it's growing by leaps and bounds and word of mouth all the time. I mean, you know, as well as I do that um, for African-American entrepreneurs, we just don't get the same kind of funding to invest in marketing and acquisition like some of our peers do. So we haven't had um, that, that same level of investment, but we're in the midst of uh, raising around right now. We're in the midst of doing some really innovative partnerships right now. Um, and so we anticipate that that's going to change very soon. Um, the other thing that's going to change about what we are doing and the, the audience that we're reaching is that African-Americans are more concerned than ever before about financial literacy, about financial independence, about closing the wealth gap for their own families and developing wealth and, uh, and passing along generational wealth. And we are one of the very few apps in the industry that is run by an African-American woman that is targeting this problem for our children. And so, you know, when when we market to African-American families, they love hearing what we have to say and they are excited about our app. And so we are seeing things just literally resonate and take off.
0: For those who are listening uh, or watching this another time, who are saying, I want this in the hands of my child, for sure. But I also feel like I, I can learn a lot from this. Is there some sort of uh, tethering going on? Is there a parent teach you know teaching as well?
2: I love the questions that you ask, because they're so insightful. You know, I, 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 I wish you had told me that before I had to learn it myself. What we found about a year ago is that we were an app for kids all age kids from cradle mm. to graduation right but we found that parents loved our app so much that they started using goal setter to save for their own goals mm. and not only that they were playing our financial literacy quizzes for themselves and so their kids would say mom why did you take my quiz i was waiting to take it this week <laughs> <laughs> so so yes there's not only tethering now, we are a financial app for the whole family, the whole mm. family. We let parents save for an emergency fund or a family vacation or um, uh, an upgrade to their house or something fun for themselves. We let kids save for um, you know a college fund, but they can also save for their own fun fund, whatever they wanna save for. So everyone in the family can save, we can create cultures of savings in our families. And that can permeate through not only our nuclear family, but through our extended family as well.
0: This episode is amazing. Woo, we're just getting started, y'all. We're just getting started. Hey, I'll let you go back just a second. Um, Backstagecrowd.com, people have been asking me how it works. It's an investing syndicate. So uh, we have two tracks. One track is if you're non-accredited, you can uh, invest as little as $100 into deals that we're working on that are on different platforms that already exist. Those are really, really amazing and a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun with that. If you are accredited, meaning that you make two hundred thousand or more in uh, a year, or a million dollars, you have that like under management or as an asset, you are considered accredited in the United States. And either way, you can um, you can sign up to backstagecrowd.com. We'll help you figure out how to test that. If you're a little bit unsure, just Fill out the quick form and we'll help you and look for an email from us right after you fill it out. But we're, we're off to the races, man. You got to check this out. We did our first deal, like I mentioned earlier, and we're going into our second one right away. The appetite is out of this world and we've got deal flow. We've got deal flow. So it's exciting. I want you to check it out. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to come to me in a couple of years and be like, Ireland, why didn't you let me into that deal? I'm letting you into that deal right now. So I'll let you get back to the episode, but definitely click over to BackstageCrowd.com and I will see you there. So tell me about this one million person initiative. Is this one million kids or tell us about that because that just caught my eye.
2: Yes. So Arlen, you know, as we were walking towards Juneteenth as a nation, um, you know, you know as well as I do that Juneteenth is not always the biggest holiday in the African-American community and has certainly not been uh, recognized at all in communities outside of the African-American community to date. But, you know, as a nation, we were walking towards Juneteenth and for me and all of my friends, we were thinking about what Juneteenth meant and reading about it. And as I started to read about Juneteenth and realized that Juneteenth was the, the freedom of slaves on plantations in Texas, who were told two and a half years late that they were free. It made me so sad because, you know, number one, nobody ever told them that they were free. So they were in bondage for two and a half years when, when they should have been, you know, freed. I mean, come on, they should have been freed 400 years before, but you get it. Um, But then the second part that made me sad is these were people who were walking away from places where they had given their sweat and toil and built monuments of, of, of money for the people they worked for, and yet they were walking away with nothing. And it broke my heart because I thought, how different is that than where African-Americans are today, where there's this 10X wealth gap between Black Americans and white Americans. And Black Americans are, you know, they, they were out there, we were out there in the midst of a pandemic being essential workers and ensuring that the people who wanted strawberries because they were staying at home and really needed a treat, they got strawberries because you know African Americans and Latinos were working in factories and making sure that the rest of America was fed. And yet the rest of America had 10 times the wealth and African Americans still have almost nothing. And that all of that broke my heart. And so I thought to myself, you know what, we can't let this happen. Right? By 2053, African-Americans are projected to have a negative net worth. And you know I just have to say, not on my watch, right? If I'm here and there's something I can do about that, then not on my watch. So what could I do? Well, I could launch a movement to get a million black kids' savings accounts. And if I get a million black kids' savings accounts, those black kids will be six times more likely to go to college and four times more likely to own stocks by the time they're young adults no matter how much is in those savings accounts. And if those million black kids in 2053 are more likely to be successful and to be investors, then they won't be headed towards a negative network. Then we will change 2053. And so that's the movement that we launched on Juneteenth this year, Arlen. We're gonna get a million black kids savings accounts. And after that first million, we're gonna get a second million and we're gonna get a third million and we're gonna get a fourth million. And we're not gonna stop until we've covered all 11 million black kids in this country because we can't head towards a negative net worth in 2053. It's time for all of this to change.
0: So what what is the the near-term outcome you're looking for? Like someone who's listening, just in a few minutes have come to know you, understand and, and want to be part of this. Uh, wh-
2: what does is, what is it look like in six months, 12 months? Hmm. So, um, you know, no movement can happen with one person and one person alone. And so to launch this movement, we need allies standing shoulder to shoulder with us and saying, this is important and we're gonna be a part of this movement. Um, But I talked to one of my friends um, earlier today and we were talking about just the VC space in general. and, and, And we talked about the fact that allies write checks and we need allies who are gonna write checks. And in the case of this movement, we have actually gone to all of the major banks and financial institutions in this country and said, we need your help. We need you to sponsor African-American kids to get these savings accounts, to have $40 in a seed savings account, and then five years of financial literacy that they can uh, use to build upon their financial knowledge and ensure that they too, like the little girl Sade that I talked about, that they too understand compound interest and how to build wealth and how to sustain that wealth once they build it. That's what we need. And so we are having amazing conversations with banks and financial institutions across the country, and not just them, but now corporations, Fortune 500 companies across the country who are saying, count me in we wanna be a part of this movement and we wanna sponsor kids in our own backyard, sponsor the kids of our employees or sponsor kids in a particular city that we know has been disadvantaged and where those kids have been disadvantaged. And so we're, we're building allies. We're building allies for this movement.
0: So the, the brass tacks of it as well, It's if you are doing an elevator pitch of exactly what it was, just to make it clear, bring home the point of uh, you you mentioned $40 in a bank account, a million kids. Um, I'm assuming it's attached to your app. What exactly, exactly is it if, if someone only listens to 30 seconds of this podcast?
2: We've launched a movement to get a million Black kids savings accounts. We are looking for allies to fund those accounts and to take the pledge. The pledge is that we want Black kids to be financially free by 2053. And the pledge entails sponsoring every single one of those kids with $40 in a savings account, and then paying for five years of financial literacy content through the Goal Setter app for each of those kids so that they can build the knowledge and the skills that they need to be financially successful.
0: Mm. And what, what, what is that five-year five cost?
2: as so of year Yep, so the five-year cost all in to seed a savings account for the kid and to give them the five years of financial literacy is $100 per kid.
0: Mm -hmm. So we're talking about $100 million total. You're talking to several banks who could conceivably, I mean, some of these banks do that anyway with new bank accounts. They put in $20 or something like that when you sign up. Could conceivably do that, especially if it's in a savings account um and and then elsewhere so what about people who are listening i know we have a lot of uh black families who listen black, black parents uh, and aunties like me who listen and they say okay well, i want my my child or my my kids to be part of this i don't necessarily need to be sponsored i just want to do it i just want to be part of it how does someone jump in today to be part of the one million
2: uh, they can go directly to Goalsetter Setter, G-O-A-L-S-E-T-T-E-R.co. That's our website. They can also find go- Goal Setter in the Google Play Store or in the App Store on iOS and download our app. And when you download our app, even if you're a fabulous auntie like you, Arlen, you can add your niece or your nephew. It, a kid does not have to have their parent in order to have a Goal Setter profile. So you can sign up, add your niece or or your nephew, invite them, and then they get to see their goal setter savings account on their own phone, on their own iPad. They can see when you send them a goal card on their birthday and it opens up and confetti flies down and they say, Auntie Arlen gave me $50 towards my dreams. They can see when they get allowance. They can play the quizzes. Our financial literacy quizzes are mapped to national financial literacy standards. So kids are learning real things, but they're rooted in memes and gifs from social media influencers, hip-hop personalities, and, uh, and pop stars. And so kids are enjoying what they're learning. They can play those. They can do everything on that app that is going to teach them about the power of a dollar, about the power of savings, and about the power of financial literacy.
0: Mm. That's wonderful. I mean, I have six uh, nieces and nephews. I, is there an age range where you consider someone a kid in this situation? Because it may go down to to four.
2: Uh, so no. Uh, again, we have uh, babies who are on the platform. Is their birthday right. Count right. So any. Well, what's, what's the What's the age where they age out? Because there has to be an age where they age out for sure. No, the age where they, you're right. The age where they age out is eighteen. We have. 18. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: so that's six. That's six of my nieces and nephews. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to them. Um, and 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 you were you mentioned before because this is a great initiative and I feel like it's attainable. You said there are 11 million black kids today in the United States. There are because what there's probably what 40 million black people or something like that. What is what is that? I think yeah, like 13 percent of the population. So you'd have to know exactly what the population is. I could be a little off on that, so don't at me, (laughs) y'all. But uh, what time period do you hope to reach this one million person
2: mark? We think we can reach the one million person mark in the next year, Arlen. And that may sound aggressive, but I have to tell you, you know, I know, like you said, a lot of your users are African-Americans who are going to go and listen to this and download this app. But we are also partnering with HBCU alumni associations with mm-hmm. African-American fraternities and sororities. I happen to be a, a member of Delta Sigma Theta. We are partnering mm-hmm. with black churches. I happen to be a member of Emmanuel Baptist Church here in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what African-American organization you are in, you claim, you rep, you are a part of, you should be finding out about Goal Setter through that organization because this is a platform that's going to uplift all of us, all of our children, all of our families.
0: Can you talk briefly, as we start to wrap up, can you talk briefly about your stint on Shark Tank? I know it was a while ago. You know, you probably have talked about it ad nauseum at this point, but what was that experience like? And what do you know now that that they're kind of, you know, gnashing their teeth about
2: (laughs) what 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 did they get wrong? I think what Shark Tank got wrong is what, quite frankly, most investors get wrong about black entrepreneurs, period. We are typically competing with one arm tied behind our backs and with leg shackles on, quite frankly, to a great extent. And so what you see from us early on is just a flash, a tiny flash of what you're going to see from us if we stay in the game. Because when we stay in the game, we just get better and better and better. It's hard for us to stay in the game, right? Because it's hard building a great product and funding a team when you know you get pennies on the dollar. But if we find the resources and the support to stay in the game, our platform, our product, our business are gonna be the best out there. And I will put goal setter up against any fintech app in the industry. It's amazing because. We love our customers. We care deeply about this mission. And we're not doing a a Me Too app. You've seen this somewhere before, and we're just kind of copying what else is out there. We are innovating and creating things that people have not seen before, Arlen. I'll tell you one of the things that we have coming that I'm so excited about. We're launching a teen and tween debit card. And you may say, oh, yeah, I know there are teen and tween debit cards out there. Yes, there are. But our teen and tween debit card is going to have a rule that a parent can turn on called learn before you burn. And when the parent flicks on that rule, when they activate their kid's card, that card on Sunday morning will automatically freeze if their kid hasn't taken their financial literacy quiz for the week. Woo!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I saw the card. I saw a preview of the card and it's beautiful. Uh, And that is amazing. I think the last thing I want to ask you about is as many people who listen to this podcast or who will watch this as part of perhaps another um, thing that I'm working on, as many of them who are Black and Brown or Black, let's say Black, right? There are other people watching. What if you are a Latinx parent or you are a White parent or an Asian parent or uh, other? And yeah. you're saying everything you said thus far is wonderful i want my child to have this product but the next thing they're going to say is are we allowed on the platform
2: (laughs) you are not only allowed on the platform you are welcome and i think one of the most beautiful things about being a member of the african-american community is we are a welcoming folk And that's the same way that I want people to feel when they come to Goal Setter. I invite you, you know, we have plenty of kids who are not black on our platform today and their parents are loving it and the kids are loving it. And when we talk about diversity as a people, we mean diversity. And so, you know, yes, we have uh, Beyonce and Chance the Rapper who are quoted in some of our lyrics for our financial literacy quizzes but we also have K-pop stars and Justin Timberlake. Um, And so kids are kids nowadays and all kids listen to the same music and all kids want the same things and all parents want the same things for their kids. They want their kids to be financially free and independent. And we've created an app that does that for your kid, whether you are living in Greenwich, Connecticut, or you're living in Bedside, Brooklyn, and, and you know, are one of my neighbors, your kid is welcome, you are welcome, and you're going to find tremendous value from this app. And by the way, you'll support a Black entrepreneur along the way. And I appreciate that. And we appreciate that as a community. It, it's a fantastic thing to have allies, again, to the left and to the right, as we continue to progress and learn and grow as Americans. Mm. I
0: know there are so many people who are going to get something out of this and probably a good 10 percent are already thinking of people they can share it with who can be helpful. And I appreciate you all for that. Fantastic. I just love it. I wish you all the best on your mission to get one million at the beginning, you know, at least black children uh, into your one million initiative And uh, how can people keep up with you directly? How do you, are you on social or how can they look up goal setters, et cetera, just as we wrap up here?
2: Absolutely. So they can find me on social at T Van Court. So that's on Instagram, on Twitter. They can find goal setter everywhere at Goal Setter Co. G-O-A-L-S-E-T-T-E-R-C-O.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast and part of this recording. Again, this might be used for something else I have in mind. And um,
2: I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for doing what you do on behalf of all of us, on behalf of America.
0: Mm, Thank you. Hey, it's Arlen. Thanks for listening to this episode. So I would love to keep up with you online find me at Arlan Was Here on Instagram and on Twitter. That's A-R-L-A-N Was Here. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. This episode has been brought to you by Purple.com for all your mattress needs. You heard Mrs. Sims. You heard my mom earlier in this episode. She said you gotta go get it, so you gotta go get it. Check out their sheets, their duvets, their pillows, and if you're really needing a more comfortable sleep, Mattress delivered. Okay? And <laughs> then I'd tell my mom what you thought. Your First Million is produced by Ana Aichinoa, Executive Producer Arlen Hamilton, Associate Producer
1: Chacho Valdez.